Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Jesse Calvert was feeling lighthearted today. Her husband Ben was out of town on a business trip, and this fact alone had a great deal to do with Jesse's cheery mood. She'd had a pleasant, leisurely breakfast with the morning paper all to herself. Then she'd cut some flowers for the living room, played the piano for a while, read a story in a magazine, put a fresh coat of polish on her fingernails. All this time, Jessie wandered about with a kerchief tied around her head and a thick coat of dry skin cream on her face, secure in the knowledge that Ben couldn't possibly come home from the office unexpectedly, as he sometimes did, when he would look at her in horror and say, What in thunderation have you done to yourself? <laughs> well, after lunch, Jessie had a little nap, and then she dressed for the street, having decided to take dinner at the hotel that evening, since Ben wouldn't be home. As she started downstairs from her bedroom... Lucy, I'll go. Good afternoon, Jessie. Brett, I told you that you... Oh, it's too late, my dear. I'm in now. How dare you come here like this after I told you once and for all... Oh, but, Jessie, you didn't really mean it. Oh, yes, I did. Supposing Ben were here and you dropped in like this... Well, you see, I knew he wouldn't be. I took the precaution of calling your husband's office before I came. He told me he was out of town. I'm surprised you had that much sense. He's checking the enemy movement. He's called at me, Harvey. Enemy. Yes, you're quite right. Ben certainly wouldn't be pleased if he came home and found you here. I'm sure I wouldn't know how to explain. Well, but I would, Jesse. I'd merely say that I had a little business to talk over, and since he wasn't in, I stayed on chat with his lovely wife. Well, I'll tell you this much. You're not going to stay and chat long. I wish you'd go, Brett. Go? Just like that? Without even being asked to sit down and have a drink? Well, Jesse, what are your manners? I'm afraid you've lost them all since you've married Ben. You know, it's disgraceful keeping your guests standing up front all like this. Oh, very well. Since you are here, I suppose you may as well tell me why you came. Come along. Since you heard me. Well, Jessie, I must say this is quite an improvement on that little apartment you used to have. Grand piano, thick rugs, everything that money can buy. Hmm? Yet you know the old saying, it takes a cheap living. Oh, stop it, Brett. You're not the least bit funny. Yeah? None of that little apartment of yours very well. You'd invite me for dinner. We'd have a few cocktails first. There was one gown you had. I believe it was sort of golden color. <sighs> you looked lovely in it. It seemed to fit your personality so beautifully. I remember we often used to forget all about dinner. Brett, why do you insist on hounding me like this? But darling, I'm not hounding you. I simply got hungry for feminine companionship. Jessie, you're so deliciously feminine. I'm a married woman, and you're... You're unspeakable to be talking this way. <laughs> unspeakable? Oh, Jessie. That's oh, too wonderful. You're trying a respectable matron act on me. Darling, it simply doesn't fit you. You're much nicer as a grisette, the charming mistress of a man's heart, rather than as a guardian of an overfurnished middle-class home. Well, I'm not responsible for the furnishings of this house. Just wait till I... Never mind. Yes, listen. Wait until what? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know you so well. You were thinking just wait till I get my hands on Ben's money. Will I show this town a thing or two? Will I make him sit up and take notice? <laughs> you and your imagination. Tell me, darling, have you persuaded the old boy to sign over his will and be good to you? We're wasting so much time, you and I. That's pretty true. 
We're only fairly young once, you know. We'll run along and have to, dear. Probably your lord and master. Hello? This is Long Distance. Miami Beach is calling. Is Mr. Calvert there, please? Mr. Paul Cromwell calling. Paul Cromwell? Well, Mr. Calvert isn't here. Can you tell us when he's expected to return? He's out of town. He won't be home until late tonight or tomorrow morning. Operator, find out who's talking, please. Uh, who is this speaking, please? This is Mrs. Calvert. Yes, Mrs. Calvert. Do you wish to speak to her? Yes, Operator. I'll talk to her. Very well. Go ahead, Miami. Here's your party. Hello? Hello? Is this Mrs. Calvert? Yes. Look here. This is Paul Cromwell. Paul Cromwell. You're a friend of Kit's, aren't you? Well, yes. That is, I've known her for some time. That's why I'm calling now. I don't know whether you people are aware of it, but Kit's here in Miami. Oh, so that's where she went. No, we didn't know. We've had no idea of Kit's whereabouts since she left Whiskey. I suspected that. Well, the thing is, Mrs. Calvert, Kit's in rather bad shape. She is? You mean she's ill? Yes. What's wrong with her? Well, it's rather difficult to explain. I, I mean, she's not physically ill, exactly, but... Well, then what is the matter? The fact is, Kitts apparently had a mental breakdown. That is to say, she's completely out of her head at present. Oh, good heavens. And we've had rather a beastly difficult time with her. She's under a doctor's care, and we have a nurse. But the point is, she ought to be with her own people. You understand? Yes. Yes, of course. In other words, I can't take the responsibility of looking after the girl. It's her father's responsibility. Yes, certainly, Mr. Cromwell. Ben ought to know, of course. I'm at a loss to know what to do until I talk to your husband. I rather hoped he might have returned. I, I called last night and I... You did? Well, I didn't know. Well, someone, the housekeeper, I think, said Mr. Calvert had just left her out of town. This situation down here has me worried, Mrs. Calvert. I can't take the responsibility, you see. And on top of everything else, Kit's completely out of funds, you know. No, I didn't. Kit hasn't written to us, Mr. Cromwell. Oh, that's right. Well, in any case, the doctor's recommendation is that someone be sent immediately to bring the girl home, where she can be looked after properly. The whole thing is extremely urgent, Mrs. Calvert. I wish you could know how very urgent. Yes, I believe I understand well enough. A mental breakdown. It's a serious thing. Believe me, we've had a time of it. Fortunately, I was able to find a doctor who seems to be quite competent. But he's not a specialist. And that's what you'll need. A psychiatrist. Yes, yes. Well, Mr. Cromwell, I'll certainly tell Ben as soon as he returns. I only wish I knew where to reach him in the meanwhile, but frankly, I don't. Well, I'll be waiting to hear from him. I'm staying at the Vista Del Mar Hotel. Vista Del Mar Hotel? That's right. Thank you, Mrs. Calvert. Goodbye. Goodbye. I gather there was a call concerning the prodigal daughter. Yes, it was. She's ill. Mental breakdown, according to what this Paul Cromwell says. Hmm. And this Cromwell, former lover, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she scooted right down there. She's in Miami. Well, that isn't the conversation of this end. Cromwell wants to get out from under the responsibility. Hmm? That's right. Well, can't turn it to blame. Mentally ill. It's bad, Jesse. I'm afraid you might find it rather unhandy having Miss Calvert around, picking daisies off the living room carpet. I'm not going to have her. But what else can you do? She's mentally ill, in need of care. Father's bound to rally round. That'll put quite a few spokes in your wheel, wouldn't it? When everything is going just the way you wanted. 
At least that's what he's been saying. Oh, why does she have to come into the picture again? Well, you can't blame the girl for cracking up. She really has. Of course, it's uh, maybe a stunt. Seeing as Cromwell may have cooked it up between them and play for sympathy from old money bands. That's never been done before, you know. If that's what it is... No. No, I swear Cromwell was telling the truth. She sounded quite frantic. No, I think she's ill, all right. Well, maybe she is. But Jesse, if you took my advice about this, you'd... Uh... As it is, I'm afraid you're going to be stuck with your charming stepdaughter for a long time to come. You're wrong about that, Brett. It's not coming to I'll see that she doesn't. In her preoccupation with this new problem, Jesse had unconsciously been talking to Brett Cameron as if they had an understanding. Almost as if they were accomplices. Kit must not come back, she was thinking. Every day, Jesse's goal had been coming closer in view. The moment when Ben would decide to cut his daughter off completely. Jesse imagined her own name placed on those precious documents in Ben's safety deposit vault, which meant financial security for the rest of her life. But if Kit came home, all Jesse's dreams would be destroyed. And Jesse was determined not to let that happen. <laughs> 